Welcome to Rams Iconic, a podcast where we catch up with the players that have made this franchise so special. I'm DeMarco Farr, and I'm thrilled to be your tour guide for this and every episode. My next guest played 13 of his seasons in horns, played all 13 of his seasons in horns. Uh, he was the 11th overall pick in the 1975 draft, a six-time Pro Bowler. Uh, three of those Pro Bowls, and you have to tell me this, came in years 11, 12, and 13. So at the end, he was great. He was great all through, but he was even better at the end. That's amazing. He was one of the anchors of the offensive line to help lead the Rams to six NFC West titles. His nickname was Herc, as in Hercules, which is great. That's a great name. Please welcome in Rams legend Dennis Hera. And good-looking dude. What's up, Dennis? I, I'm glad to be on. I, I Today's world and doing a Zoom is uh, it's a little bit... It's a little bit uh, out of my wheel well, so to speak, but you know what? I'm glad to be on and glad to be a part of it, and um, I'm just so happy that the Los Angeles Rams are back home. I keep saying that, and now it's been a few years now, but I'm telling you, I'm just – when I went to St. Louis, it, to me, the divorce was final. I was just wow. – I was I – was it was tough. It was tough. I used to see pictures uh, of you guys, uh, the guys that came before us, and – you know, I came in in 94. It was a little bit different. I guess, you know, attendance was down and the move was imminent. But when you're a rookie, you don't know these things. You're just trying to put one foot in front of the other. But I would see pictures of you guys and you in particular, man. It looked like you guys were just having a blast playing football, winning games and just living that SoCal life, man. That must have been fun back then. You know what? It was it was fun. I uh, I had a, a very blessed career to be able to play for the Los Angeles Rams for 13 years. And, you know, it was uh, it was a lot of great times, a lot, a lot of great times in the locker room, a lot of laughs. And we just enjoyed each other. The offensive line stayed together for a, a long period of time. And that was back in the era, too, where there was there was no free agency. You know, I mean, basically, you stayed with that team until somebody cut you. And that mm -hmm. was pretty much it. Every now and then somebody got traded, but very, very seldom did anybody get traded. And, and you know, you just, you had a, a bond. Uh, to me, it's hard for me to believe guys can bond today like we did back then because we spent so much time together, years together. Now these guys come in and you'll have, I think when the Rams won the Super Bowl the one year, I think you had 10 different guys come in on defense. How does mm -hmm. that happen? I mean, you know, I can't imagine – being able to just have that camaraderie deal going in that short period of time. You know, I, I just got off the phone or just got off a of Zoom with Jackie Slater and you guys. I'm sorry you had to, I'm sorry you had to deal with that. <laughs> what do you I'm mean? Really, hey, I'm sorry you had to deal with Jackie Slater. Jackie's a know, legend to me, man. Uh, yeah, but the truth isn't in him. The truth isn't in him. Hey, what do you mean the truth isn't in him? Hey, he just say hey, he's just full of it. I'm just no. telling you. <laughs> See, this is what I didn't get from from when I came in. He was 18 years in. He was in his 18th year. So we automatically respected. I need some Reggie, some some Jackie Slater stories from way back when. 18 years in his 18th year, 19, and he was stealing. He was stealing. Hey, he was, hey, Jackie wow. Ray was stealing. Hey, now, hey, Jackie Ray stories. My one of my number one his rookie year. Okay, we had just finished training camp. Merlin Olson, my hero, Jack Youngblood, the, the Duke of football, the, hey, one of the greatest men of all times. So all the guys decide to have a get-together in Huntington Beach. 
So we, hey, all those guys back then had their Broncos and their, you know, had, had you know, all their macho four-wheel drives and everything. So we're out there on the beach in Huntington Beach and we're sitting there around the fire. And all of a sudden we see, we see a car coming. We see something coming. Hey, we look out there and there's old Jackie Ray. Jackie Ray Slater in his Delta 88. Body oh, my goodness. Hey, from Ridian, Mississippi. Body my Delta 88. And Jackie used to sit in the middle of the of the front seat. You know, he put his left arm, you know, he got the lean oh. going. <laughs> he got the lean going. And here he comes. We're all out on the beach with the four-wheel drives. And Jackie Ray from Meridian, Mississippi, sees all of us out on the beach. And and we and we look at him and go, oh no, he's gonna drive the car on the beach. And we're waving, waving him down, waving him down. And what does Jackie Ray do? Hey, he put that big old hand up, and he thought we were waving at him to oh say hi to Jackie. He took that Delta 88, and as soon as that bike tower hit the sand, it buried right in the sand right there. <laughs> he was going to drive that Delta 88 right on the beach in Huntington Beach. And uh, so that was, hey, we died laughing. Oh. <laughs> we had so many ball players, we picked up that Delta 88 and put it back on the concrete. <laughs> you guys lifted the car out of the sand? We lifted the car out of the sand, put it back on the concrete, and Jackie Ray goes, I thought y'all were waving me to come on. Huh? Oh, my goodness. So, anyway, so I, hope- I, play, hey, I played beside Jackie for 12 years. Yeah. 12 years, you know, and, and we have become, I mean, not only we were great teammates, I mean, great teammates together, we've become friends for life, and, uh, you know, him being from Mississippi, me being from West Virginia, you know, you always talk about all these racial divides and this and that. To me, he's he's my best friend and love of life. He just everything and just the camaraderie and 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 what we had is very very special in my heart to me. You know, it's it's your brothers. I mean, it's it's oh. it, it doesn't matter about skin. It's you and me oh. versus them, and we got to move the football. And it's yes. This is what I love most about football, about team sports, but football in particular. It's, I don't care what you look like. Can you help oh. us get better? Can you help us win? Hey, that's all we care. You, hey, we're out here to battle. We're out here to battle, and you learn we're all different and whatever, you know. Uh, just, But it just, you know, I hear so much about the, you know, the negativity on one side or the other. It's just I'm so sick and tired of hearing it. We're all brothers. We're all brothers for together for a common goal, and that is to win, and we learn how to do it, and we just – it's to me is the greatest. I, you wish everybody in this world could go through what we did mm-hmm. and realize that we are all here for one common goal and, and you know, to get along and, and to, uh, you know, to win and whatever it is, whatever your job is in that. So, but it's just, it's just too bad. We're just dealing with so much of the negativity now. And, and that was a great, great time then great era. And I, and, and I do miss a lot of it, but I miss the locker room and the guys, Guys messing with each other. So. Amen to that. Uh, you know what? Yeah. I, I think I've, we, we're on to something. That's what this country needs is, is a good two-a-day practice. Oh. It's a good training camp. <laughs> oh, hey, 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 just total stress of some man just about ready to just kick your butt and you look at your other buddy, you go, man, you might have to give me a hand here. You right. Hey, as Jackie Ray used to say, Every time coming out of the huddle, if it was if it was a pass protection, he'd say, "Hey, don't forget to give me a look now. Give I me like a look. It. 
Give me a look. <laughs> hey, I go, well, Jackie, I got somebody over top of me. He said, don't worry about that. He said, you give me a look. Give, give me a look. look. <laughs> hey, so, so, so if you got, if Jackie Ray got beat by any means, he expected you to get a handout on him and do everything you could to, uh, to help him out. And that's the way we were. We all helped each other out. And, we're working together. That. Well, you, you brought up West Virginia. Um, so, how did a West Virginia kid get down to Miami? Well, that and, was, and a better question is, how did a West Virginia kid live in Miami? <laughs> <laughs> hey, how did a West Virginia kid? Well, I had a scholarship offered to Marshall. I had a scholarship offered to of Virginia Tech. And uh, unfortunately, one of the horrific things that happened in, 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 in my lifetime is that we were coming home from a wrestling match and we heard that there was a plane crash. Wow. And everyone was killed with that movie. We are Marshall. I had to sign a letter of intent to go to Marshall. And uh, unfortunately, the whole team, coaches, alumni, doctors, everybody were killed in that plane crash. It mm -hmm. was uh, it was uh, a, a horrible time for West Virginia and, uh, and, and, and Marshall University. It was just horrible. And and, and they were going to, you know, just they were going to let freshmen start back then, which they couldn't. So, uh, you know, they told me that, you know, you're probably going to come in and start. And uh, I was just going, you know, I knew I was not ready for that. Mm -hmm. I just knew I wasn't ready. And, and my coach knew a coach from at the university of Miami that actually was from West Virginia. What? And uh, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Here we go. That West Virginia <laughs> deal. But anyway, anyway, yeah. Hey, so he offered me a scholarship to the University of Miami. Playing in Miami, it's it's, it's tough. <laughs> it's, it's a tough place to play. Uh, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. You know, between you know, between laying out at the pool and going yeah. to the beach, I, well, the I, I sun's just, out. It's, hey, it's a rough know, deal. Hey, I about yeah. beat myself up. You know. Just, <laughs> <laughs> well, wait. Did you say you wrestled? You were a wrestler. Ah, uh, you know what? I was I, I wrestled a little bit in high school. I was it was not a uh, I, I was not very. It, it's I think some as somebody should uh, every person every athlete should wrestle at least one year of their life. Just that what your body control it teaches you, and just just your own personal self protection and how tough a sport that is. That's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I, I would compare that to two a days at the University of Miami, which was the most brutal thing that I'd ever been through. Well, yeah, it was real yeah. actually three a days, but uh, but wrestling is a very very tough sport. No, under who? Who was your uh, coach at, in Miami University of Miami? Well, basically it was Fran Kersey, and then Fran Kersey went to Kentucky, and then Pete Elliott took over, and Pete Elliott ended up running the Pro Football Hall of Fame for like twenty years. And oh like yeah. Okay. Yeah, he came from Michigan, so uh, it wasn't it wasn't coaches that you might have heard about or whatever. But basically, Fran Kersey was there, and uh, but it was brutal. I mean, it was uh, he came in there. We do three a days and full contact, and it was it was one. Of, if you talk to Ted Hendricks, yeah, who's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the the two a days at the University of Miami were the toughest things we ever did in any years of our playing football 13 years with the rams whatever the university mm -hmm. of miami was the toughest thing i'd ever gone through i just talked to jackie and like i said jackie was the guy that kind of uh uh kind of welcomed me to the nfl he, he taught me what practice is about at this <laughs> level so and it just it was just an absolute horror show what he was doing back then. i mean he had 18 years experience on me you know what i mean but you came in and I, i'm glad somebody told me this you came in 
when Merlin Olsen was still playing. Oh. So you got your teeth wet or your teeth cut under Merlin Olsen. What was that like back in the day? <laughs> Merlin, Merlin never bought me a beer. He <laughs> never bought me a Pepsi. He, I had to play <laughs> against Merlin in practice every day. I was the first round draft choice came in. You know, I was, you know, I was a big weightlifting guy and all this kind of stuff. And then I had to practice against Merlin every day. So they're, you know, beating on me, trying to get me to do whatever. But it just, I did. Merlin was in like his 14th year and he wanted nothing to do with me trying to beat on him. So I, I would say if anything that Merlin disliked me as much as anybody on the team. Wow. <laughs> it yeah, just, yeah. I mean, you know, I had to practice against him every day. And that was, you know, and I'm, you're trying to do what the coaches want. And you're trying to protect him because you respect him so much. And it was, uh, you know, especially being a rookie, you know, it was a tough, it, it was tough marching orders for me to try to figure out how I could, you know, cause you know, later on in your career, you learn how to brother-in-law, you know, I call it, you know, I call it brother-in-law practice, you know, cause I'll even look and go brother-in-law. Cause that means I'm coming out. I'm going to look like I'm going to hit hard, but let's fake through this and just get through the play and do it that way. And I didn't know brother-in-law at the time. And, and he definitely didn't want me to be his brother-in-law. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah. but anyway, you, but Merlin just, just, being around him was just between him, Jack Youngblood, Larry Brooks, Isaiah Robertson, Hacksaw Reynolds. We're talking just, uh, you know, hey, you know, just unbelievable defense. We had an unbelievable defense, and we had Chuck Knox. I used to call him, was it three, uh, three downs in a, a, a ball of dust? I mean, three yards in a cloud of dust. Three yards <laughs> in a cloud of dust. I knew yeah. I'd get it out. I, I've had a little head injury here, so. <laughs> I couldn't. I, I, I just got it written down. <laughs> hey, th- thank you. Thank you. I, I, I meant to have that in my notes. But anyway, hey, needless to say, our defense back then was unbelievable. And then, like I said, Merlin was a leader and totally everybody respected him. And I respected him very much, too. And, and sorry that he's gone, too. Yeah, uh, just tremendous. And in our D-line meeting room, when I was in Anaheim, Merlin his picture was right behind me and Deacon was staring at me from the left. So <laughs> these are the guys that we had to look at or had looking at us while we're going through and watching film. It was amazing. So I, I get you there. Uh, 2105. Does that number stand out to you? 2105. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm glad you're not going to ask me any hard questions, you know, and hey, <laughs> hey 2,105 yards. Of, that's, Eric Dickerson, I got, you know what, I see it have my ring on right now. I got the 2,105-yard ring from, from Eric and Vince Ferragamo at the time, and Eric Dickerson was phenomenal. And, you know, everybody wanted to be around him. Anyway, needless to say, Eric is also has become, as a, to me, is a friend for life, is absolutely a friend for life. And just such such a great person and a caring person. I mess with him all the time about how friendly he is now since he's working for the Rams. But uh, but this is my 2,105 ring I got. Look at that. Uh, that Eric gave me and that. So uh, Okay. That but, answers the question. My, my, but, my, yeah. but my other thing was, now, Eric, still, when we broke a single-season rushing record, we did that the next year. We were supposed to get a $1,000 a pair of cowboy boots. Uh, 
A thousand dollar, a thousand dollar pair of boots. Back in that day, yeah, yeah. back in the day, was well, nineteen eighty five. They were supposed to be a thousand dollars. Yeah. Well, needless to say, he got traded. And needless to say, I never got my thousand dollar cowboy boots, and I'm still looking for those to this day. What in the world? What we got to make that happen. We got to make. That happen. <laughs> what, what in the world? world? What, what in the world? world? We yeah. got to make that happen. Yes. Yeah. I, I was. Uh, that's another question. I like. I said. I hope you were. You guys, the guys up front, were properly thanked for Eric carrying the football for 2,105 yards. I mean, it doesn't happen without you guys up front. And like I say, just playing with Eric, just getting known, giving him a little seam, he could make it happen. Uh, fantastic running back, great person. And uh, as far as, like I said, the compensation, yeah, one yeah. day one day I'll know he'll come clean and, and give me those boots. No doubt. You you said you were a 500-pound bench presser. Did you say that or did somebody tell me that? You did bench 500? 520. I did 520. 520. I did 520 my senior year in college. And, uh, you know, that Good was Lord. that was the big deal. And, and, and uh, I had a 4840 and did bench 520, did that. And that was one of the things that uh, helped me. I, but I've always been a uh, – I've always been a weight room guy yeah. in that. And that was uh, – Back How many plates in, is that? Is that six on each side? Is that 12? Uh, five. Five, five and plates. Tw- five and a 25, I think it is. And, that. and then so a bar. Just, yeah. Ooh, yeah. 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 No, that, uh, that was a uh, pretty good lift in the day. That's and pretty then, good but, lift now. That yeah. would play now in today's yeah. NFL. Well, and again, so I was, like I said, I, I'd stayed in the weight room, and that's from, from all the way from my sophomore year. Hey, all the way through. I ate it through high school, everywhere. My high school coach gave gave me a key to the weight room. I mean, because I can't. I wanted to be there so much and stayed late that my high school coach actually gave me a, a key to the weight room when I was like a, when I was. He a really kid, gave so. you. I know a lot of people say that, but they really gave you a key. No, actually, gave me a key to the weight room in West Virginia. You know, so anyway, so wow. Anyway, and that's. That's pretty tough to give kids something in West Virginia afraid they wouldn't steal it. <laughs> no doubt. Well, you know, uh, I just – I told Jackie I, I had a great time watching him and Reggie White go at it. If I could pick a dream match, um, you versus Aaron Donald in your era. Uh, well, I, I'm glad you're dreaming of that. To me, it's more of a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> hey, for him or for I, you? <laughs> I, I, I know. I, I, I'd have to be telling Jackie Raider, give me a look. Hey, Jackie, oh give goodness. me a look. No, wow. hey, you know what? Hey, hey, I, I, to me, I, it would be, uh, it would, you'd have to get your mind right. You got to get your mind yep. right in that. So it would have been an honor to, not whatever. I mean, I would have. I'd have, hey, all I could tell you, I'd have given it hell. Now, whatever would have happened, <laughs> I'd have given it hell. And I, that's all I can say because I know in my heart what I would do. Right, hey, right. Hey, I, hey, it would, hey, it's, you know, I, all I can, I don't even want to go there with that other than the fact of it is he is phenomenal and I love yes, watching him. And, um, hey, he's he's <laughs> one of the greatest. How do you block time. Aaron? Any <laughs> way you get... can, absolutely. <laughs> hey, we way. do this thing on this pod. Uh, it's called My Favorite Play. And we have you guys look back from your favorite play, one that stands out. Uh, if you can remember one from any playoff game, regular season, practice, training camp, what have you, your favorite play, take us through it and try to describe it as best you can. Okay. My, my favorite play. This one brought me back to reality. I got big Claude Humphreys 
at oh. defensive end for the Atlanta Falcons. I've got <laughs> Dr. John Williams. Big Dr. John Williams is a tackle. They call a play where I got a double read. I got a linebacker on me to the outside backer. If he doesn't come, I help I help Dr. Williams. Well, all of a sudden, big Claude Humphreys is right there. My linebacker doesn't come. My other linebacker doesn't come. And I go after Claude Humphreys' knee. Big John's holding him up. Claude Humphreys, he he says a couple explicit words to me, and he says, if you ever do that again to me, I will knock you out. So being the young, <laughs> brilliant man from West Virginia, I had a couple explicits for him, and I go back to the huddle, and James Harris was the quarterback. And James Harris, of all things, the last play of the half, next play, he calls the same play. All of a sudden, I got to – I said, what am I going to do? What am I – I said, I hope a linebacker comes because I don't want to have to cut – try to cut Claude again. <laughs> so, next thing you know, both linebackers don't come, and I go after Claude's knee again. And all of a sudden, I look up, and it's an interception. Oh, boy. Oh, man, here I go. Here <laughs> I go. I got the cutoff angle. I'm working it. I got the cutoff angle. I am got him. I got him. I got him. And bam, that's the last thing I remember. <laughs> The next thing I remember is seeing feet walk by me, and I, and all of a sudden George Menifee buck busts ammonia cap in my nose, and I'm looking <laughs> up, and I'm looking up at the sky, and I see George's face right there, and I said, George, what in the hell happened? He said, Claude Humphreys just knocked your ass out, <laughs> and and I went. Oh, my goodness. So I got myself together. And needless to say, I never cut Claude Humphreys again I, in bet. that game. And then, hey, after the game was over, I went looking for Claude. He was up. Hey, I went all the way up his tunnel, and I pecked him on the shoulder, and tore, he turned around and looked at me, and I said, Claude, I said, first of all, I want to apologize. And second of all, <laughs> you're a man of your word. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really put some uh, the heat bomb in, in, in teammates jockstraps? Were you that guy? <laughs> were, were, were you the prankster? I've, I've heard uh, this. Uh, hey, anything I could do, anything we could do for for just to make to laugh, to have a good yeah. time. I was just trying to come up something to laugh about. So basically, I laughed about something every day. Oh, they told me. They told me I wish I had a teammate like you. Absolutely. Playing loose. That's what it's all about. Having fun. It's a game, right? It's it's That's a game. It. It's for keeps, but we're still playing a game. It's a lot of fun. Playing a game. Playing and a I've game. had a blast with you, man. So thank you, Dennis Era, for coming on Rams Iconic. Um, you're just so pretty. You know? Oh, I'm pretty. Hey, you know what? Hey, it's, it's fading. It's totally <laughs> – it's totally fading, and uh, you know, hey, hey, you're fighting. The, it. <laughs> hey, like I said, bad to the bone. Just now, it's old bones. So anyway, <laughs> now it's bad bones. I got you. That's going to do it for another episode of Rams Iconic. Thanks to all our fans for tuning in, and wherever you are listening, please do us a favor: hit that subscribe button and leave us a review, and let us know which Rams icon you would like to hear from next. Hey, look, before you know it, the 2021 season will be here, and we cannot wait for you to step inside the Rams' house with us. There is still time to be among the first to experience SoFi Stadium. To join us and purchase tickets, visit therams.com slash 2021. That's therams.com slash 2021. 
Thanks again to Rams legend Dennis Hara for joining us. I'm DeMarco Farr. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on Rams Iconic.